Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. You talk, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. All right, Gordon, game four NBA finals uh, is tonight. You think the Heat have enough to uh, do it again, have enough in the no. tank? No, I don't think so. Can't win, don't try. Um, just mail it. No, in. I mean, the, uh, obviously the Heat deserve credit. Jimmy Butler doing what he did in Game Three, remarkable. But you know how we every time we watch a game, you think, okay, did the did the victors win the game or did the other guys lose the game? I I give, I got to give Jimmy Butler a heck of a lot of credit for his performance, but I thought the Lakers really played beneath themselves in that game, and I expect them not to do it again. Yeah, Anthony Davis, I heard Locke talking about this earlier today. Anthony Davis was was a total no-show in game number three. Um, so you would think if he would you know, play up to his standard that uh, the Lakers would be pretty difficult to beat. I, I can't believe, honestly, without Dragic or uh, Adebayo that the Heat have gotten a game. I mean, it's, it's just a, a sheer uh, – the will, the strength of the will of Jimmy Butler that got them to win – um, I, I still, I'm with you. I, I still think they're fighting an uphill battle. But imagine if they could pull off a win tonight and even the series up at two games apiece. I mean, it, it'd be like I said. I, I I've been rooting for the Heat through this. Uh, I like the story of Jimmy Butler. But really, we we both just want a, a competitive series, right? Nobody wants to see a right. sweep. We want to see uh, we want to see the best go up, uh, go up against the best. And it'd be really fun if the Heat could pull off a win tonight. If if the Lakers. Excuse me. <clears throat> if the Lakers uh, close this thing out now, is it any kind of indication about the imbalance from the West to the East? Or do you think now nah, it's just the Lakers and the Heat and that's the way it is? Um, I, well, okay, so who, who do you think the second best team in the league is then? Is it, uh, from, the the West, is it from the Western Conference? I mean, uh, you know, the, I like... The Clippers have more talent than the Heat, but they were a disaster. I mean, the Nuggets of all teams were in the Western Conference Finals. I agree yeah. with you that there is, you know, a, a power difference between the West and the East, and that's been true for 20 years, maybe it more. Seems like it. Yeah, maybe uh-huh. more. But I don't know if this is the year that I necessarily point to that. I mean, Miami, they, they beat Milwaukee. Milwaukee was the best team in the league from a record standpoint. You know, they were really, really good. And the Heat throttled them, too. Or, you know? So I, I don't know if if I'm looking at this series specifically and saying this is an example of, of the power structure being out of whack. I think the Heat are a good team. Yeah, I mean, it, it, good is an interesting term, you know. No, they're a great team. They're in the finals. They beat Milwaukee. They beat Boston. Boston's a good team. Yeah, yeah, that's a strong point. Yeah, uh, I guess if you look at it that way. Mm-hmm. I wonder how the Heat would have done had they played the entire year in the West. I'm not sure. But I Denver played the entire uh, year in the West. They made it to the Western Conference Finals, and maybe I'm still out of touch, but I don't think Denver's all that great. They're, they're good, not great. I think that would have been actually a more interesting series. Denver-Miami? Uh, yeah. If Miami were healthy, I bet Miami would beat Denver. The Jazz should have beaten Denver. <laughs> the Jazz had Denver on the, well, maybe on the, the mat. Oh, well, maybe the Jazz aren't that far away. And the Clippers should have beat Denver because they had Denver on the mat, and then they just uh, imploded. You're the wrong person to ask that question to because you've been dogging the Nuggets all throughout. 
well, we we saw what happened when when uh, a team decided to stay focused and take the Nuggets seriously, and the Lakers pounded the Nuggets. The Jazz should. So, have are you suggesting then that the Jazz did not stay focused? Uh, I think there's some of that in there. Yeah, the Jazz should have beat the Nuggets in five, and that's a shorthanded. They should have beat them in four. That's that's a shorthanded Jazz team that should have beat the Nuggets in five. Hmm. Uh, well, so I don't know, know if this that is... changes the dynamic of things. You don't know. Yeah, the Jazz are better with Bogdanovich, but would they have been worse at the defensive end? I don't know. I'm just throwing stuff. But and there. then there's Denver, who I don't think could be worse at the defensive end, and some somehow they managed to win a couple of series. So I I don't know. In answer to your balance of power argument, I I believe that there the West is is the better league. I'm not so sure though that this is the the ultimate example of that. Yeah, okay. I don't think it necessarily is because the Lakers are uh, by a considerable margin based on what we saw out of the Clippers, the best team in the West. Well, if they figure out... So a- they, they, they would do this to a lot of teams in the West uh, if they were facing them. Yeah, I mean, if a team ever figures out how to make the that to make the Lakers have to shoot, uh, the Lakers are certainly vulnerable. But when you have LeBron James and Anthony Davis, certainly two of the best in the league right now at getting to the rim and finishing uh, that's a pretty difficult task but that's how do you that, make how do you how do you make a team that has those two players on it shoot from the outside you foul the hell out of them but with, <laughs> with in today's nba it's not really it's not really all that possible okay yeah that's what i'm saying because lebron can pretty much get wherever he wants on the court right and uh, ad's not far behind right because ad is is a freak athletically for a guy his size and so is lebron so he's and- remar- he's he's remarkable to me in his ability to shoot the ball from outside he is so much better at that i'm not saying he's great at it but he's so much better at that than i thought he 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 would be when i saw him in college but you still would prefer him shooting out there Yes. <laughs> yeah, prefer, you don't want him shooting from 10 feet and in. You prefer LeBron shooting out there, too. And so, yeah. you know, the, the theory is uh, sag your defense inside and you'll make him shoot. But the Lakers kind of refuse to do that. And they run so much, it, it makes it effective. And, and, you know, when Anthony Davis runs and, and gets the ball with a bunch of momentum, you know, what are you going to do? LeBron, too, for right. that matter. So, right, and they're, and they're big. And so on the boards, they, they hurt you there. So if Miami could somehow figure out a way to make the Lakers have to shoot from outside, they'd have a, a puncher's chance, I think. But, I mean, that's easier said than done. And then you're missing your most versatile de- defender in Adebayo. I mean, that just yeah. puts you further behind the further behind the eight ball. True, and it brings up what's your, your original point, the fact that the Heat won game three, given their circumstances, is darn near miraculous, really. I mean, what Jimmy Butler did in that game was phenomenal. Okay, are you ready for my mystery? Because it's related. Okay. All right. So The Athletic uh, had a piece out there that had a quote from a rival all-star of Jimmy Butler's. It's described as a rival all-star had this quote. You ready? Mm -hmm. Quote, there was an unmistakable annoyance in the commentary, a strong sense that Butler hadn't accomplished nearly enough to warrant this sort of spotlight and, in essence, wasn't worth all this trouble. So this is a quote about Jimmy, you know, in the past. Mm-hmm. A rival All-Star said he had not won enough to warrant uh, his approach. 
Who do you think that rival all-star was? LeBron! Oh, I think it had to be Ben Simmons. You think so? That yeah. sounds like something Ben would say. I think it's he's had, won enough to say something. I think it's had. Yeah. Well, because Jimmy comes into that Sixer team, and he's all of a sudden the player that's going to put him over the top, and he's this veteran that demands a lot out of his teammates and all this sort of thing. You know, I I would guess Ben Simmons probably was like, hey, this, well, the, uh, this is my two, team, sir. And uh, the, two, the two names that come to mind are Ben Simmons and Carl Anthony Towns. Right, right. I thought about Carl Anthony Towns, too. Yeah. Because Higgins, uh, Wiggins was never an All Star. Carl Anthony Towns has made an All Star team, right? Yes. Question. He didn't this past year because Rudy made it, but I think right. he made it. I no, think he made it yeah, last he's year. An, he's an All Star, yeah. But uh, and then you think about uh, further evidence that it uh, could have been, of course, uh, Ben Simmons. Is uh, we had uh, it was it uh, was it Maddox yesterday or was it Howard on Friday, Austin? I think it was Maddox, uh, Maddox yesterday who talked about how Jimmy Butler made it out of uh, the 76ers, how they could have possibly let him go. That was Maddox yesterday. It was. Yeah, it was. And how could that have possibly happened? Well, Ben Simmons probably said, hey, I don't like this dude. Carl <laughs> uh, Anthony Towns, two All-Stars so far. So. Two All-Star bros. Okay. So it could have been Carl Anthony Towns, too. But when he said, worth all this trouble, that implies mm-hmm. maybe – and I don't know. Let's say it the way it is. I think Jimmy Butler is a little bit of trouble. Oh, I don't think so. I think he's oh, I, a little bit. Come on, he he can he can he can make uh, his his teammates uncomfortable at times. And I'm not saying that it's not warranted. I'm not saying he's he's not a winner, but I I, I think he does get under the skin of some of his teammates at times, and and maybe it's better that he does. But some guys can't handle that. Well, see, that's the thing. It's how does he get under his teammate's skin? Is it uh, what are the reasons? I mean, is it uh, that his uh, breath stinks or is it that he demands more out of his teammates? Well, if he demands more out of his teammates, then why, you know, how can you really have a problem with that? Well, I mean, that's a good question. That's a really good question. Have you ever played on a team where you had one guy that you just said, uh, man, you are, you know, I mean, he, he might win. He might be good. But, man, he's a pain to, to live with and play with. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll put it into how about this context? Have, have you ever put up with uh, just an extraordinarily high maintenance co-host uh, for the betterment of the, the station? I sure have <laughs> on numerous occasions. <laughs> no, sometimes, sometimes twice. No, sometimes the, the truth is, is, is if somebody's really good at what they do and making others in the company, the station, the team, you know, whatever you want to apply this to better, then, it, you know, you may not like their personality all the time, but you yeah. don't have a ton to say if they're, you know, putting up results results in demanding more out of you as well to do your job. So, you know, some people would say that's a that's a good, you know, manager or having that right. that personality mm-hmm. if you're managing a team or uh, you know, a sales force or even a radio station, you know? So, I I don't know. I I just the the thing about him going away from Minnesota and he got this huge bad rap and everybody was freaking out about it and I it always it struck me strangely because all he was doing, according to if you read into it, was saying that Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins were a little entitled and didn't work hard enough, and that's why they weren't a good team. And dang it if he wasn't right. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Is this coming from the same man who was ripping Rudy Gobert for saying a few things publicly uh, earlier this past season? 
Jimmy Butler never really did anything publicly. And saying I want the ball more is very different <laughs> than saying I want my teammates to work harder. Those are those are very, very different things. So you're saying that Rudy Gobert was out of line and uh, Jimmy Butler was well within them? You know, I, I would have... I would have loved to get a more behind-the-scenes look of of how it went south in Minnesota and Philadelphia, for that matter. But I don't, I don't know. I I think I don't know if we were analyzing that one correctly when we blamed it all on Jimmy Butler. I guess that's uh, all that I'm much saying. is true. Yeah, that much is true, and it, it, both things can be uh, present at the same time. You can have a teammate who is a little bit of a pain in the butt, but who's a winner. And wants right. you to win. I, you know, you talked about, uh, you know, radio uh, colleagues and things like that. I, I had an editor once who came in and he kicked everybody's butt. And I'm not saying he was the most popular guy in the world, but did he make the sports section better than it was without him? Yes, he did. Right, right. And, you know, he, he made folks work. And uh, sometimes they were a little uncomfortable with that. And sometimes he said things that were just plain dumb. Uh, but but he was really good at his job, and he did it well. I mean, but here's he a, did. He was a little rough at times. Here's a here's an example for you, Gordon. We all can't stand Kevin Graham, but he's really good at programming <laughs> a sports radio station. He knows what he's doing. I, I love Kevin. Nobody likes him personally, but. <laughs> <laughs> I texted him this morning. He texted me back. He's, he's Did a you? guy. No, I'm kidding. I, I love Kevin. Yeah. He's my former yeah. roommate, after all, uh, Kevin Graham. Well, uh, you were his landlord, weren't you? I was his landlord for a brief period of time. In a bizarre <laughs> point in my life. Yeah, uh, that, it was a bizarre point in his life, too. <laughs> he was a, Kevin was a good roommate, though. Of all the roommates I had over the years, Kevin, uh, Kevin got uh, pretty good marks. Uh, so can we all decide? It was Ben Simmons, right? It's got to be Ben Simmons. I would say Ben Simmons is my number one suspect. Yeah, I think number so, Number two, Cat. All right. Okay, we'll get to more. We'll get to college football uh, coming up, so make sure and stay tuned for that. But let's get out to the zone phone. Joining us now, our good friend Ryan Van Dorn from TridayTrading.com. Ryan, what's cracking? How are you guys doing today? We're great, man. How are you? I'm doing really good, actually. You know? Are you going to uh, for- take, take in the finals tonight? I am going to take in the finals. The only thing that's close to as much as I love the Jazz is my hate for the Lakers. <laughs> so well. go Heat. Hey, Ryan, <laughs> exactly. I got a que- I got, Ryan, I got a question for you. We were just talking about Jimmy Butler and how he apparently irritated some of his, uh, uh, some of his teammates. Uh, you ever work with anybody who's kind of a pain? You know what? That's happened before, and it, it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's unfortunate. But to get the job done, I mean, what can you do? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk so, about uh, getting the job done. Let's talk about day trading and and how you were helping our listeners and a lot of folks out there be successful. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, we've had so many good people come from this station that listen to sports radio, and and what we encourage everybody to do is to just come try this out. I mean, we've set up a program where people can come. I mean, they commit ten dollars, which is donated to a, a charity. And then we're going to spend some time with them. I I pay people to actually spend some one-on-one time with them and to let them try out the software in these 30 days. You know, you don't have to commit hours a day. Just find a little bit of time and let's figure out if this is something that, you know, somebody can see themselves doing for a long time. And, And this is important. We want them to see themselves enjoying doing it. 
Uh, I've got some breaking news uh, for Ryan and Gordon. Adrian Wojnarowski reporting right now, fellas. Uh, Miami Heat all-star Bam Adebayo is planning to return for Game 4 versus the Lakers tonight. That's good news. Oh, yeah. That's mm-hmm. good news. That's great news. Tri-day trading doc- What's that, Ryan? So I never wish injuries on anybody, but if we get any breaking news that some of those starters on the Lakers have to sit out, let's get that reported too. <laughs> we'll break right into All it. Right. Uh, TridayTrading.com. TridayTrading.com. How did the thing go with Alema the other day? Really good. So Alema, Alema was actually, we had a lot of people that registered that were interested in watching Alema trade. And um, we're actually scheduling multiple dates so people can participate in that. If it's something somebody wants to still do, reach out to us. Awesome. Trydaytrading.com. Uh, trydaytrading.com. And uh, Ryan and his crew is going to be hanging out with us throughout the show. Thanks, Ryan. Thank you, guys. Trydaytrading.com. All right. Uh, that's uh, some breaking news right there. Bam's going to play. Uh, we'll, we'll talk a lot of basketball throughout the show. We'll get to some college football as well. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.